Lawyer Talk. Here we are, yet again. Uh, lots of great stuff happening. Uh, Jeff, I don't think we're going to talk about uh, like cataclysmic magnetic plate shifting today. Oh, I thought it was, yeah, the New Green Deal Day. Uh, it sort I had of is. all my research ready. Yeah, it sort of is the New Green Deal, but it's a little bit different Green Deal, you know, because the, the two things we just can never seem to get away from, or maybe the one thing we can never seem to get away from, is uh, vape and CBD. CBD-dizzle. Yeah, so, you know, we just, uh, I, I showed up here this morning thinking I was going to do this this video interview. Why? Because I'm the star of the show. I know. But it got stolen from me, right out from underneath me. This by, guy. By the Jared. Here. The magic carpet yanked away at the last minute. Oh, so you had your first set on the, with yeah, the interview, the first, the interview first stage. Yeah, uh, interview set there, other than, you know, with the comedians on South High. This was, uh, which they've, well, they've, they've the, helped me out. Yeah, the ta- you're a pro now. I, I sort of like what we're doing, though. You know, we do the interview over there, and then we drag the guest over here to the round table to really hash it out. No pun intended? No we pun intended. Oh, there yeah. he is. Yeah, that, I like that. I, I did not intend to pun, but you <laughs> were quick to segment. recognize it. Yes, yeah, yeah. you were quick to recognize it. So I'll, I'll come with the dad jokes. All right. So. Uh, no, I like dad jokes. So we got a Mako Hemp Company guy, Ian, right in front of us. I've already forgotten your last name. Because Kistler. I'm t- Ian Kistler. Kistler. Uh, right here in front of us. Now, he came over and Jared, well, we have Emily, too. Emily, I've already forgotten your last name, too, because I'm horrible with such matters. Supnick. Oh, you're going to have to get right on that mic. Oh. Supnick. Supnick. Emily, welcome, both of you. Thank you. Thank Hi. you guys for having us. Are you with the company, too? Yep. Emily's okay. our director of social media and public marketing. Awesome. And of course, that's what we do here is social media and public marketing. And we do a little bit, a little bit of that down here. Or at least we, yeah. you know. Anyway, um, but no, there's, uh, I, I learned quite a bit watching you guys discuss CBD. And, and I got to tell you, man, you know your products as well as anybody I've ever seen talk about any product I've ever encountered. I would hope so. I mean, well, look, you could say that like it's sort of taken for granted, but it's it, I don't take that for granted. Go I'm, go ask all sorts of folks about some product they have, and I'll bet you they don't know it anywhere close to what you do. I'm really passionate about hemp, and I have been since I was a little kid. I mean, I remember being 10, 11, 12 years old, and my mom taking me into a head shop not to purchase pipes or anything like that, but that's because where they sold hemp clothing. It's where they sold hemp twine. It's I got my first copy of The Emperor Wears No Clothes at the age of 11, which is the Bible on hemp. And, really? The Emperor's New Clothes? The Emperor Han- Wears No Clothes. Oh, The Emperor Wears No Clothes. Yeah. I was thinking back, is that Hans Christian Andersen wrote the original child's book? Right, right. Stolen from you that same title. You didn't think I knew that, did you? No, I'm, you're, you're pretty educated over uh, there. I don't know. So, I, just, I just read child fables. But, but, uh, but In Ohio, CBD hasn't been, or hemp hasn't been available until recently, right? Right, yeah. I mean, Ohio, uh, and just like Indiana, where I'm from, uh, went through... Black, white, gray, everywhere in between, told you could do it, told you couldn't do it. Regional laws changing along with your state laws. But, yeah, you guys are are very new to the hemp and CBD game. Uh, We've been in it a little bit longer in Indiana and definitely not as long as places like Oregon, Colorado, Tennessee. Well, let me back you up. uh, uh, You're trying to steal my interview? No, I was just going to say, like, did you sit by in Indiana say it's going to get – it's almost there in Ohio, so we want to jump on that market when it opens up? Yes, no, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's hard, man. Uh, even with the state of Indiana, right? You know, uh, with the farm bill passing in 2018, hemp was allowed for everyone in the country. Indiana approved growers to start growing it. Uh, through 19, they passed out 100 permits to growers. And then by July of 19, they told all the farmers and all the retailers, you can't sell hemp flour. So you can grow this. We'll give you a permit. You can invest hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars into this infrastructure. But what you're growing is illegal. 
So it got really convoluted, crazy. really crazy. Sort of like uh, what was the old pronoun? Well, you could uh, you you weren't allowed to possess it, but you could purchase. Or you weren't allowed to purchase it, but you could possess it. Right. Yeah. That, that's right. Just nonsense. So we physically moved our business out of the great state of Indiana to the great state of Texas, and then once that law, um, uh, a bunch of like-minded retailers, distributors, and manufacturers in the state of Indiana banded together with the help of a local law firm, and they sued the state of Indiana in federal court and won a federal injunction against the state for us to have the right to be purveyors of this fine CBD-rich hemp flower. And so gotcha. at that time, we moved our business back in the beginning of October, uh, and have been going full steam ever since. Um, so, yeah, and I've been an advocate for hemp for a very long time. Like I said, before I was a teenager, I was I was preaching the the good word of industrial hemp, right? Not on a, a get high sort of basis, but on this can save our world, this can feed our world, this can clothe our world, this can power our world. I mean, this is the world's number one most renewable resource. So talk to me. As a kid, your mother was exp- liked hemp clothing. What's the, the, and there's some, like the people that like hemp clothing are like, they're religious about it almost, right? I mean, what's I mean, the- I liked it. She didn't really give a fuck, but she knew that I cared about it. So she wanted to support her son. So she she took me to those places. What's so. the best thing? I mean, what's the value of hemp clothing other than uh, sustainability? Sustainability is it? Yeah, for sure. And wearability too. I mean, it's like wearing traditional <clears throat> canvas, right? I mean, it, and it's going to last longer than any traditional denim. It's more durable than your suit jackets. Yeah. Uh, you know, any of those things. Plus, it's better for our environment. Um, when I was a kid, I remember going to the beach with my family and going into one of these t-shirt shops, and they had hemp shirts. Yep. And I didn't know what that was, but I remember buying one and going back and wearing it around high school, my high school being like, yeah, I got cool. a weed yeah. shirt, man. Like, yeah, smoking, yeah, man. Weed. Yep. Yeah. Common, common, common misconception. Was no, there a time, I, I, though? I, know, I don't know anything about it. I mean, there was a time that you couldn't even grow it, right? Or it was it started, the federal government started to step in and limit it? Well, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, hemp production, starting back to when we colonized the United States, before it was the United States, you know, growing hemp in our original 13 colonies was required required by your town magistrate. I mean, if you had a little homestead and you had a little farm and you had a little farm, you guys were all expected to grow some amount of hemp on your farm to contribute to the supply of your town or your community's hemp stocks to contribute to the rope needs, the canvas needs, the farm feed needs. I mean, hemp was a required crop in our United States uh, up until World War II. I mean, they they made hemp and cannabis illegal, uh, what, mid twenties or so, and then brought it back for hemp for the war effort, um, through the, through world war two and got all of our remaining farmers to convert over their corn crops, uh, soybean, any of these farm fields to hemp so that they had more hemp for rope uniforms, any of those things. I think it was, uh, George Bush senior ejected out of his plane at some point in time through his, when he was, uh, in the military and, uh, the cords on his parachute were made out of hemp. His boot laces were made out of hemp. His uniform was made out of hemp. Was that Coral C? Where was he? I don't know. I I don't actually. I can't I, if I had the emperor wears no clothes, I could pop it open. Pop and it tell open. You, but yeah. here's what I'm confused about. So okay. for people that just know nothing about this, right? Is there a difference between hemp and marijuana? I don't like to use the term marijuana. Okay. All right. So that's one of the first and foremost things that we do as the Mako Hemp Company is education. All right. Whether we sell any product or not, we're happy to be out here on the front lines educating people about the difference between CBD rich cannabis and THC rich cannabis. That's how we like to determine it right there. Right. Gotcha. So what you're calling marijuana is what we call THC rich cannabis. It's traditional weed. If you want to give that nomenclature to it, it's got a psychotropic effect. It gives you a quote unquote high feeling. 
where CBD-rich cannabis is going to give you all of the same healthy and medicinal benefits that THC-rich cannabis would be without that encumbering fuzzy head high, without okay. that grogginess the next day, without the uh, advent of paranoia, anxiety, any of those things. In fact, it's anti-anxiety, anti-depression, uh, helps with sleep and rest aid, helps with appetite aid. Um, I mean, there's so many, so, so many is lists. it like, I mean, I hate to use this dumb example probably, but like growing tomatoes. Well, there's a lot of different types of tomatoes I can grow. Is it like that? Like 100%. I, so I go in saying this plant is going to be grown for a CBD rich for sure hemp and not, but it traditionally hasn't been like that. You know, for a long time there were hemp plants and there were what you called marijuana plants or THC rich cannabis plants. What's happened over the last six, eight or 10 years are hybridization products, breeding projects that have happened where a lot of these growers uh, and a lot of the people at the forefront of the industry have been actively breeding the THC out of the plants to where you get wow. you get yeah. plants that have less than 0.3 percent Delta 9 THC, which is what the federal laws are written on. Anything more than that, three tenths of one percent is considered marijuana cannabis. or so let THC me, rich cannabis. Let me, let me interject here. What's interesting about this is now in Ohio, for instance, you can grow or not. People are permitted to grow hemp, but if it's grown and it has too much THC, you're sort of in that back to that bag of tricks where you're possessing something that's unlawful. You can't do anything with it. You right. can't you're sell it. Growing shitty weed that you got to then burn. Yeah. And the weed is, even if you could smoke it, it's not what people want because it's just a yeah. little bit more than what's required. Right. And uh, the product gets wasted. So there's this, there's this. Like from a, like just looking at a Visual standpoint. If I get pulled over with that in my car, I don't know what a police officer is going to say to me. Right. So, you know, we've taken that a little bit step further, you know, being a retail consumer at one point, uh, working with Jared here in the vape industry for the last six years or so, I'm very concerned not only with what my purveyors and my clients and customers are doing, but what the end user is going to experience as well. Um, so something like our, our product right here. Uh, we've taken it a step further with the branding. So this is a double-layered, double-sealed Mylar bag. So oh, okay. you can't smell it, right? Which is something where a lot of these vape shops don't want their shop to smell like cannabis. They sure. do not want to open in the morning and have it smell like a frat house. Yeah. I mean, what right. is what a strange phenomenon that this stuff just ended up in vape shops. I mean, it's like you went from – it was vape and now it's – now they're the ones just sort of dispensing the CBD. One of the main purveyors of the, yeah. of the CBD product. Well, that's the kicker too, right? You know, um, a lot of people that have smoked THC-rich cannabis for a long time, they vape as well. They smoked cigarettes as well. They go to these stores um, and in the midst of the vape apocalypse, as I like to call it, over the last, you know, 120, 180 days as we've seen the demise of the vape industry, uh, CBD has helped something, uh, you know, help these shops bring margin back into their stores. And then they've been able to help their client base as well. Uh, a lot of customers go to these stores because of customer service, because they know that they can trust what these people are saying behind the counter. Um, and this stuff, I mean, I'm looking at, I mean, we, you, we're, we'll be able to see this on video too, but I'm looking at what seems to me like some really good marijuana, some good bud there. Yeah. Oh, wait, and I'm not supposed to say that. Am, am I really, but what, what was it? Is this can some you, kind of cannabis, THC rich cannabis, but you can yeah, vape this, right? Go. I mean, you can, the same devices can be used or similar devices to the vape or the tobacco vape or what's the, N no, because uh traditional e-liquid would be in a liquid form where this is a plant material. So you could use a dry herb vaporizer. You could use a volcano. You could use any number of that style of vaporizer, but you couldn't use a traditional electronic cigarette like we have sitting here on the table that you would use for gotcha. uh, a smoking cessation aid or, or harm reduction aid, if you want to call it that. 
Uh, you know, we've taken the packaging a little bit further, too. On the front side, you know, it's got a full scannable UPC barcode, so any shop employee can scan it into their POS system, scan it out, track inventory. Right next to that is a QR code. Um, you know, Indiana was at the forefront of QR codes on CBD products. By scanning this QR code, it's going to bring up the test results, uh, which is going to show its varying THC, CBD, CBN, CBG levels, uh, which what keeps it legal. Um, and it's sealed. It's factory sealed. So like you said, if you were to get pulled over, you don't know what the cop would say. Well, you would produce your receipt from Advanced Vapor Westerville. You would say, hey, I purchased yeah. this here. Here's my receipt of purchase. This is factory sealed. Please scan the QR code. Um, and let me go along my way. Now, do you guys actually have the capacity to create receipts over there? We do. Oh. We've got a printer and all. <laughs> we, it even says, thank you for stopping by. Oh, all right. And, and what's crazy yeah. about the, you know. He's the, just using post-it notes for a while with a pen. I just wow. like, with yeah. the, with the advent of all of this happening, you know, now we get into testing and testing on multiple sides, right? And from a law enforcement standpoint, it's more expensive for a police department to try to take this and run this sample Right. And test it themselves to then try and prosecute you. It's easier for them to just let it go. Well, now I you're know, in our wheelhouse. You're saying right? that, so but here's the thing. Um, they'll I spend money on some stuff they maybe shouldn't be. Yeah. Never, never think that they won't do it because yeah. somebody always gets prosecuted. But on the other hand, there is there has been locally this moratorium, so to speak, on prosecuting marijuana. Uh, cases because of what you're talking about. I mean, right. the, the testing differentials are just too, uh, they're too narrow. The margins are too narrow to know. Sure. It's not, it's cost prohibitive. Yeah. And it just is not worth the effort. And, you know, it's changed, uh, it's changed the landscape of things a bit as far as criminal prosecutions for weed anyway. Well, so, with it not having a level of THC, I should be able to wrap it and smoke it in my car when I drive. You should, but let's be honest, this looks like and smells cannabis like. and it smells like cannabis yeah. and it tastes like cannabis because it is cannabis, but it's CBD-rich cannabis gotcha. right, without THC in it. So you need to be careful. And, you know, myself, when I talk to end users, we, we run a weekly farmer's market that we set up at and have a booth and educate people at. And I know Jared and his employees, you know, they urge customers to take this product to the safety of their own home. Leave it sealed. Please don't open it in your car. Please don't be driving around smoking something that looks like a joint because as soon as you take it out of our sealed packaging, now the burden of proof is on you. No. All right. Before it's on the store and the shop and me as the manufacturer producing it, sealing it in this package. But our packaging is tamper evident as well. So if you were to open this bag, the law enforcement officer that pulled you over is going to see that the packaging is shredded. They're clearly going to see that you opened and tampered with it. Yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, I guess that begs a question a little bit. I understand the protection. What you're saying is don't be a jackass. I mean, that's sort of the that's sort of my don't be a jackass rule. It's like yeah. if, if you wander around and, and do this in somebody's face, you're, somebody's going to ba- be bound to ask questions sooner sure. or later. And then if they do ask questions, of course, you want to be uh, you want to be armed with all the it's information. It's not a matter of if, need. it's when. Yeah. And and if you're just careful about it, you're allowed to do it anyway. So just do it responsibly, I think, is what uh, what the message is. Yep. Now, when I was in Nashville, we found the group that was selling it there on, on the side of, of Broadway, their main strip, and they were selling Lucy's, you know, they were selling joints, sure. and people were lighting them up and walking up and down the streets and smoking them, and I talked with the vendor, he had his peddler's license, he had his vendors, he had his, yep. uh, you know, I mean, he had all of his paperwork sure. there, and he was allowed to sell it, and people were buying them and, and walking down and smoking down the ways. Sure. And once again, you can't smoke in the bars even there. You right. can't smoke a cigarette, you can't, right. you can't say, well, this is a, isn't a cigarette, you right. know, there's like, well, there's no smoking in here. 
but it didn't seem to have any problems as people For were sure. walking right. up and down. Nashville and Tennessee on a whole are um, a little bit of a different gem in the in this pile, right? Um, they have been at the forefront of advocacy for hemp and for their farmers and for their local constituents. Um, and they've been way, way more tolerant than places like Ohio or Indiana, yeah. right? Where, you know, th- though you guys have medical now, it's only very recently that you finally got this push and through. And you, that's not like the medical we think of. I can't of just go not. in there and say I have anxiety in no, car. No, no, it's way yeah. different. And the scripts yeah. have time limits on them and the, the day for your script amounts to how much you can actually get out of there. And it doesn't actually work for anybody who needs this on a medicinally beneficial level. That's where this comes in, yeah. right? I mean, this is inherently more medicinally beneficial than any THC rich cannabis that you're going to find at a medical dispensary. I was just going to ask that question because I used to say sort of, uh, you know, I had no idea what I was talking about and I still really don't, <clears throat> but I used to say, you know, they, nobody would care about marijuana being uh, legal if they legalized it by stripping everything out of the weed that got you high. And that's exactly what and is right, right here. And that's what's right in front 100%. of me. 100%. Yeah, so yeah. it's like if it's, if it's so medicinal, then just create it without the, without the THC that gets you high. So which begs the next question is, what, what are the, what's the other side going to say? Is the other side going to say, no, you don't understand because there's more uh, benefits in the THC. We understand you may not want that part of it because you're going to get high and you don't like all the effects you were talking about, but you still derive extra medicinal benefits from that. Or is it just they like to get high or both? It's a little bit of both. Uh, you know, there are certain people in certain sects of life that like to get high. You know what I mean? Vice is a uh, part of our culture. Uh, that being said, I want to say that there's more people out there that are looking for a medicinal health benefit than there are that want to get high. Or if you're going to broaden the market, then certainly that's where you would look. Right. Well, and we were discussing this off the air earlier. You know, you look at uh, places and cultures, even in our country now, that are uh, destigmatized to it. You go to Denver and Colorado, right. most of the youth, most of the kids, most of these high schoolers, they're not concerned with getting a bag of weed. It doesn't matter to them. I mean, they've had medical cannabis there since 2009. They've had recreational cannabis there for many years as well. Uh, these kids aren't concerned with that same thing. It, it's not the way it was back when we were in high school. It, it's completely different because it's been desensitized. And we talked off the air about, you know, drinking ages in other countries, right? You know, I was 15 when I went to Italy. I was the only 15-year-old in the bar drinking, right? Because it was cool to me. I, I didn't have these rules at home. Much different. No other 15-year-olds were out there. All the all the older patrons in the bar were looking at me like I was crazy. Yeah. What are you doing here getting intoxicated at the age of 15? It was yeah. so desensitized to all these kids because they're drinking wine at dinner with their families. It, right. People, the, the abuse of alcohol isn't as rampant in that. And so the more we can desensitize this, the more we can take the stigma away from, from cannabis on a whole, whether it's THC rich or CBD rich, the farther and longer this industry is going to last. Well, I, I got to ask, I'm going to follow up on a few things, but uh, I'll start here. I, I talked to a contact of my close, a friend of mine, in fact, who's sort of on the cutting edge of this stuff locally anyway, and, and nationally in, in a lot of ways. Um, and uh, I was able to sit in on a meeting that he was having with various folks who were contemplating growing this stuff in Ohio. And I learned some things. I learned uh, that you can't just go plant it wherever uh, there was a farm field because this stuff is very sensitive to contaminants and certain types of soil, uh, and it can produce bad hemp, I guess. Well, yeah, actually, um, hemp is, like I said, our world's number one most renewable resource. Um, you know, if our farmers had used hemp as a, ro- a rotation crop uh, through the 20s into the 30s, we probably wouldn't have had the Dust Bowl the way we would have. Right. There wouldn't it wouldn't have worked like that. Um, hemp is amazing at pulling uh, toxins and, and bad chemicals out of the ground. Which was the next thing he said. You have to go through a couple cycles and it cleans it. It's sort For of sure. interesting, right? It cleans the soil, but it also throws wonderful things like NPKs back into the ground. 
uh, nitrogen, potassium, uh, these things that the rest of the plants need. Um, and so, yeah, you do have to be careful about where you plant it. Um, that's what's wonderful about a lot of the mom and pop farms that we work with. Um, most of them used to be vegetable producers, fruit producers. They grew peppers. They grew microgreens. They grew lettuces. They grew all of these wonderful things, had USDA-approved organic permits. So their soil had been checked and vetted. I mean, I think to get that USDA permit to have uh, an organic agricultural grow, you're looking at like three-plus years of soil samples and studies by the U.S. Department of Agriculture before they'll give you that stamp of approval. Uh, and then that approval lasts for X amount of years, and then these people switched over to hemp production. So their hemp is grown under those same parameters, under that same – in that same soil. Um, and so you do have to be careful about where you plant it, but uh, it'll grow anywhere, right? No, I mean, it'll grow, but it's, the question is, is it usable or for, what the, for the purpose that you want to use it? For now, sure. I suspect that industrial hemp probably has less uh, stringent margins on stuff like that. Most definitely. So the, the other question I have is FDA – those are actually not a question, but – what about the FDA? What is uh, what's common? I mean, is it a drug? Is it a substance? Is it something in between? Is it food? What are we doing here? I I honestly don't know. I can't speak for them. Uh, you know, there's guidance that's put I'm, out. I'm asking you to speculate. All right, little speculation. There's guidance that's been put out by uh, the USDA and by the FDA, um, but I don't think it's at the forefront of their of their purview right now. I really think they have much bigger fish to fry, uh, though it is you know something that needs to be tackled. Um, I think they're seeing. I might disagree with you on that. The biggest, the the fish, the size of the fish to organizations like that has everything to do with the money and the political power. So the question is, uh, when is it going to be? I mean, is there a lot of money in it? Is who's going to be responsible for it? How's it going to get regulated? And and how does the government grab the bite of it? I guess is going to be how all really those are the answers we're looking for. Right, and that's all coming down the pipeline, and we're seeing those type of laws change regionally locally on state levels and on national levels every week of every month uh you know just like you guys experienced from ohio being gray black white you can do this you can't do this this is illegal though next door it's completely legal you can drive over the border and grab this but you can't come here um you know it's it's changing every week i know the u.s department of agriculture released guidance back in i don't know September, October of 2019, they put out like a 60-day question period and then they were going to release guidance about what they wanted to do for, you know, THC on a whole across the United States and they haven't released anything since then, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it's 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 an, naive now. You always got to take it somewhere a little bit esoteric. But you know, there was there was a time probably in your grandparents' lives where you, every state you went to, it was different, right? It, right. It, the borders actually meant something, which is a lot more than what they mean now. I mean, we cross over to Indianapolis or Indiana, I mean... It's like you barely even notice. All I know is there's that candle shop that I go by, and that's about it. Fireworks store? Yeah, the fireworks store and a yeah. candle shop. Right. But, uh, you know, so it, it, it's it's odd that we all just sort of presume that the federal government is 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 going to just take control of this and do it. I mean, and it's got – I think it speaks to how much power the government has to, to sort of um, preempt the market, I guess, is what it would be. A lot of what's going to play into this is interstate commerce laws as well. Um, you know, farmers being able to do business across state lines, as well as manufacturers and distributors, uh, places where some of this hemp is being taken and extracted. It might be grown in Indiana, but the extraction and fulfillment facility might be in Illinois. Uh, and if there's rules and laws against transporting that, that's what's going to dictate a lot of what happens. Well, it's it, you're right. And what's going to happen is is that it, the, the second the government thinks it wants to start trying to control the price or the supply – then it has to take over because, and they'll justify it with inter, interstate commerce for sure. They'll say, uh, we have the right to regulate this. It's if you just go back and study the new deal, that's how it all happened. But it, 
I think it's going to be. I think there's going to be a, a broader angle on it or a different angle on it when it comes to uh, another source of money, which is going to be the big pharmaceutical companies saying we want control and For we sure. have a lot more lobbying dollars yep. and we think you, the federal government, should regulate it because of come up with it every reason and then let us be the ones that supply it. Yep. I mean, what's the what's the fear there, or is there one, or does it? Yeah, yeah. There's definitely fear, especially for a lot of the mom and pop farms that we work with. You know, uh, one of the main farms that we deal with uh, that grows the Electra that we have and the Lifter. Um, you know, it's a USDA approved organic farm. They grew vegetables for the last ten years or so. Little mom and pop farm. I think they have three to five farm hands. They grew five thousand plants in eighteen. They grew six thousand plants in nineteen. I mean, that's not a lot of plants. You can fit yeah. roughly two to three thousand plants per acre. So they're planting two, two and a half acres. I mean, it's it's nothing, but it's it's their living. It's what, but it's awesome for you too because it gives you some little bit of quality control. You get to go look, and I heard you talking about this. And one of the most impressive things I heard him talk about over there with you, Jared, it was was you actually go out, you get to walk the the farms, you get to the see the plants, oh, yeah. I and mean, almost hand pick what you're getting. Yep. Yep. So um, this 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 didn't just come to you in the mail and no. at randomly. You actually had a selection. Hundred uh, percent. That, that that's fabulous. Yeah, because yeah. we really care about what's going in these bags, not only for our own branding and for our own company, but because people are taking this with medicinal benefit. They're using it to help themselves potentially eliminate their need on pharmaceuticals, potentially alleviate pain needs that they have, help them sleep at night again. I mean, if you hop on our Facebook page and read real reviews from real customers, you will literally see people on there like best sleep I've had in three years, best sleep I've had in six years. That's awesome. Never That's slept great. like this before. Uh, you know, I use this and I stopped taking six of my pharmaceutical medications that I was taking and at a fraction of the price, uh, you know, you and I yeah. were speaking earlier about um, the bioavailability of this product, right? CBDs become a huge thing. Uh, and now people at first, it was just CBD on a whole. They didn't care what they were taking up. Oh, CBD is good for me. Yeah. I'm going to take CBD. Pills, didn't liquids. matter what it was. And they didn't realize there was different types of CBD, CBD isolate, full spectrum CBD, broad yeah. spectrum CBD, CBD in a powder form, CBD in a water soluble form, all of these different things that came about as bioavailability goes. And the best way for you to get CBD in your system, the <clears throat> quickest and the most uh, financially feasible for the end user, it would be smoking CBD-rich hemp flower. So and you say that's the most potent too. I mean, sure. you're going to get the most effect out of that. And the most bang for your buck, and it's and it's going to be the quickest acting as well. Because I would say for about a year, I've used, whether it's a vape or just liquid that you drop under your tongue, CBD liquid. The tinctures. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know that I necessarily, we would joke that it, this is like snake oil. You don't know if you're feeling it or not. Sure. It's, it's the, it's the yeah. uh, you go to, U, or what's the pharmacy, CVS. I mean, they you sell go to CBC. Giant Eagle. You can get yeah, For sure. A fam have a giant family Eagle video. Now. Yeah, <laughs> or a gas station or something. Right. See, this, yeah. this, 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 even just the packaging and your information and knowledge about it gives me a lot more uh, level I of guess, comfort, comfort and serenity about no pun. See, we're going to use it because it's going to yep. make you very serene. But it, it's, uh, it gives me a lot more comfort that this is actually something for sure. Well, and you know that's the kicker, right? Uh, you got to vet the CBD that you're purchasing. Uh, if there's not a QR code on that package and you can't scan it and you can't understand what it says, I probably wouldn't buy it. Uh, and if the person behind the counter can't talk to you about the product, I probably wouldn't buy it. That's why, uh, you know, I urge people to not purchase CBD from gas stations or from video stores or from, you know, a CVS, right? You're going there to get uh, toothpaste and Q-tips and get your prescription filled. You're not going there for... What do you actually buy at CVS? I mean, you get, it's a drugstore. I get it. But do you actually go... Is that a destination for you for anything other than your you medication? Yeah. Yeah, I've gone to CVS before. On purpose. 
Or is it just you happen to need something really quickly? So they you know, have you, kind of a cool little toy aisle there. My kids like. Oh my! You know, it's like yeah, they've I know. Got, it's like, uh, it's like buying. Candy. They've got candy. They've got. It's like I'm trying to think what else I've gone in there for. Gift shop. I think I've gone in there one time years ago to get uh, insoles for my shoes. They have a bunch of different those. I there. used to buy cigarettes, but they don't. Yeah. They don't sell them they there, don't sell there anymore. Those yeah. there. And candy, you don't smoke them anymore. I don't. Yep. They have like two for 10 or something. You get all sorts of candy deals. Yeah, there's sometimes. candy deals. I go buy them right back to get my medication or my scripts. I guess I've never, I guess you're right though. I've never put my keys in the car going, I am going to drive from my house and go to CVS today. Like you're just driving by and you're like, oh, I can stop in there and get this. You know what I mean? It's because it's convenient, I suppose. Yeah. Or is it? I don't even know. Anyway, then we get off That track stuff is there. great, by the way. The bomb. Mm-hmm. The, the bomb. The bomb. So that's our topical uh, our topical balm, if you want to call that. I, I don't want to say that it is uh, for pain. I don't want to say that it is for any of that because I can't actually say those those claims out there. Brands okay. that are carried in CVS, though, they can market that way. Right? You know, they, <laughs> it, no, they, they do I mean, market they got that they way. They do, yeah. and they don't get in trouble for it. The FDA loves to attack small, no-name CBD companies yeah. for sitting there saying, you're making false medical claims. We didn't approve this. You can't say that. Well, there's you, this big disclaimer on this thing that says all this. Well, I, sure. I think, you know, there's uh, honesty in sometimes the recognition on what you can and can't say about something. I right. mean, it, 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 snake oil, I mean, the, the quintessential snake oil is it solves all your problems. I guarantee it. And then you're gone off to the next town. So, right. yeah, guarantee means nothing. But if yeah. you say, look, here's what people are reporting to me. Uh, try it. Tell me what you think about it. And you're a local guy in a local business, yep. in a local community. Yep. And now there's now there's some recourse if it doesn't – For it, sure. If it isn't what you say. And I, I imagine you'd honor your your uh, 100%. Your things you say about yeah. it too. So. I mean, whenever I was buying e-liquid from you, you took me on a tour of your factory. Yep. We walked through, you know what I mean, the whole bottling, you know, and you showed me, and it was very impressive. Right. You know, the the clean rooms, how people were dressed, the walkthrough to get in. Yep. And that helped me in working with Mako because I get mailers, phone calls. There's a number of companies that want me to pick up, and a lot of them, I'm with you. I'm like, is this snake? Well, is this even real? Where is this at? You, as a partner with Advanced Vapor, have helped us in a large way with education and tools to help my staff to make sure that we educate and teach the end user. For sure. And help them because everybody's goals are different. People will come in, they're like, well, what's the best? And it's like, well, before we go to what's the best, what do you need? What do you need? Yep. Because yeah. this is about you. It's not right. about me. It's not, you know, what, what do you like? Right. Well, I, I'll explain to you what I like and how I've used it. Uh, going through whenever you send me the samples, I remember one day I was out in my, I was, I, I'm, I'm ADHD. I'm dyslexic. I'm, I'm bouncing all, I'm hyperactive. Uh, yeah, he's all and, those things. And all of those things. <laughs> and I remember I used your product and I was out there doing a bunch of filing and paperwork, which I absolutely hate. But and you did I don't, it all. I don't know if it was, I, that's why I started, I, I found myself in a zone. zone. Focused. And I was focused and I was which, getting which one did you, you know take? Why? I want to know exactly. on the way to find Lifter. the CBD, he found a bag of cocaine. That, that <laughs> didn't happen. That didn't happen. <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> Some of that nose came. But let's go back to the snake oil and the tinctures that you were taking and, and versus the hemp flower and that everything's in between, right? You can get CBD in all these different forms, but how is it getting into your body and how effective is it, right? So those tinctures, those drops. Uh, they are the most expensive for us to manufacture. They are the most expensive for a consumer to purchase. And on a whole, they're the least effective way to get CBD in your body. It's an oil-based product, right? You're a water-based entity. Oil and water just don't mix. That's simple science. So you take a 1,000-milligram bottle of tincture, even if you drink the entire bottle, 
your body's only going to let you absorb 30 to 40% of that. So you're paying 70 to $100 for this little bottle, and you're only getting three to 400 milligrams of the thousand that it says on there. Yeah. Now we go to the complete other side of the spectrum. You take the CBD rich hemp flower, you're getting an 85 to 95% absorption rate of the CBD that's listed on the packaging when you smoke it. And you need an nth of the amount, and it costs an nth of the price. Do you need to deliver it? I mean, is there? we talked about vaping out of the volcanoes or whatever. Is there a difference between doing it with a, uh, I guess, a non-combustion? Uh, delivery mechanism, or is it better just to roll it up and roll it up and smoking it? Rolling up and smoking a fatty is by far the <laughs> most effective way for you to get CBD into your system. Now, in between there are a couple other products like water soluble products, edibles in the form of gummies, soft gels, um, or even the balm that you picked up, topicals as well. Most of those products are going to fall you in the 60 to 80% absorption range, yeah. right in the middle there. If um, I have a grandmother that should be taking this but doesn't want to smoke it, can you put it in a batch of brownies? You totally could, but what you would need to do is you would need to heat it up to activation, not heat it to burning. You need to do what's called decarboxylating it. So basically, Granny would want to take it, put it out on a little baking tray, turn on her toaster oven to the right temperature. I'm not going to tell you what it is because it's different for every strain, uh, but you want to heat it up enough to where the CBD molecules inside become active. And they kind of expand and open, and then you can chop that up and put it into your favorite butter recipe, mix it right into your brownies. We've taken it a step further, though. We have other products that we carry uh, that you can find on makeohemp.com, or we have an additional website called mysimplecbd.com, and we have um, cooking oil ready oh, to okay. use, 800 milligrams in a bottle infused into MCT, infused into coconut oil, ready to cook with. We have a blue agave syrup that is phenomenal. Uh, a lot of people are replacing it for the sugars they use daily, whether in their coffee or tea, whether in their baking recipes, literally putting it on the pancakes instead of syrup in the morning. Uh, we have CBD-rich wow. coffee, both isolate and full-spectrum versions as well. We have CBD honey. Uh, we have coffee. lots. I'd like to try that. We're going we're gonna, to see. We've already coffee talked. Might, we're we're yeah, cutting yeah. deals down here like you wouldn't yeah, believe We're going to get gonna you guys great. some CBD coffee. We're going to get you some coffee cups for it, too. But it might need to be an evening recording of the podcast because we call it nighttime coffee. I um, want that then. Okay. I need, so can you get decaf? Can I grind it? <laughs> that defeats the purpose of coffee. Well, maybe. So, I mean, but if you're putting a we depressant into a stimulant. We don't, we don't make decaffeinated coffee. I'm a really, I'm a coffee snob. I am too, believe me. Yeah. Uh, I, so I, it's but all I can grind, it's beans, right? I can grind the beans because bean. I like espresso. I like it very dark, small. I just like, awesome. yeah, that's what I love. Awesome. That's that you best, work perfect for it. Yeah, for okay. sure. And all it's right. a nice medium to full body roasts, um, really gourmet, small batch roasted, infused during roasting as well, 500 milligrams per bag. But there's something about that coffee, man, uh, you know. We, uh, the very first time we tried it, we had a meeting with someone very similar to Jared. We were trying to lock down a new account. We came in for the meeting. They're like, oh man, that coffee smells great. I got a grinder here. Can we try some? It's like 10 a.m. Sure. Yeah. Let's all have some coffee. He pulls out coffee cups. We make some coffee. 20, 25 minutes in, we all got the coffee buzz. By 30 minutes, we're all slumped down in the chairs. <laughs> One of us is falling asleep. I mean, it literally relaxes you beyond belief. So I call it nighttime coffee. Okay. So if you guys are going to do it on the show, maybe we do an evening recording when we sample the coffee. That way every, everybody's ready to go I home like for the coffee. evening. Now, now, Beard, I have brought in a product that I do sell at my store, which is the Storks and Bickle Volcano. Ooh. I see. Yeah, I saw that thing back there. setting over here. Yeah. We've got big, I've got it fired up. I've got it turned on. We've got John over here. He can operate it. I was going to say, can we test out some of these products? Are we allowed to smoke in this building? Your building. Well, we're going to vape. Oh, I mean, we're, we're going yeah. to vape. We're going to well, use a harm reduction now. I would like to know your opinion on what do you think this device 
Now, I, you, you told me the numbers that we get through smoking, which mm-hmm. I know is going to be higher than, sure. than here. Um, but I've always felt that the difference between this and THC machines is that this extracts the THC better. Are you saying there's a difference? Well, I'm pretty sure it's going to act the same way it does, right? The volcano is heating up that THC or those CBDs to the point of activation, producing a slight amount of vapor into there, depending on how hot you have it, right? You got it turned down to that right temp. It'll be pretty clear when it's filling up that bag. If it's burning a little hot, it'll have a little bit of some white smoke in there as well. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to get the same style effects. This All will right. be a first because for me as well. I, I, you know, I smoked for 23 years and I have really steered myself of not lighting something on fire and for taking sure. a drag at the other end of it. You might need to turn the temp down on that just a little bit, John. Yeah. That tastes good. Yeah, I'm oh, really, tastes, I'm really excited tastes, because uh, all you know for all the time. Am I gonna I, be on my behind? No, 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 be good. no this, Which, this. which, what are we smoking or what are we vaping here? Well, we are vaporizing the Hawaiian haze. The Hawaiian haze is a, a an organic what? strain grown in Eastern Tennessee oh. by a very Sorry. good buddy of mine. Um, Emily's over there, like, what the heck is Jack, that guy Jackson just do? at the perfect plant down there, and uh, they do phenomenal product. They QC it all. This has been one of the What's one the of, what's the reported effect of the Hawaiian haze? Is it like anti-anxiety? Is it anti-stress? Which one is 100%, this one? Wow, this smells phenomenal. Oh, I'm excited. It, Hold it, on. It, somebody it, it somebody drooled delicious. all over it. Who am I kissing here? It's me. I'm uh, sorry, Kissing dude. the beard, huh? I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> it's beard to beard action. Oh, that's delicious. That's See, that's and, absolutely delicious. And so what the vaporizer provides you is a uh, much more. I'm uh, going to, but I'm getting the, uh, I'm getting the hind tit here. No, no, take take it, take it. <laughs> John's going to fill us up again. Um, so, yeah, some of the things that you may experience, and you guys can all give your personal opinions here. It, is, does t- it has good flavor. It's got a phenomenal flavor yeah. to it. You're going to notice yourself, um, whether you're anxious or not, you're going to find a whole new level of... I don't know. There you chill. Down. Thank you, Emily. Uh, relaxation. Uh, you're going to notice focus, like Jared talked about as well. The Hawaiian... You guys just all calmed down. Yep. Everyone did. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Uh, the Hawaiian haze is a sativa-dominant strain, and just like CBD or THC-rich cannabis, there are strains in the CBD-rich cannabis so as well. this Hawaiian haze, now this Man, says... Uh, so how much is it, in this it, bag? It yeah, has really good flavor. What is the thing? That it's looks clean. like seven grams. And, you know seven I mean? grams. It's now, like, uh, what's the? If I wanted to go, I can buy this on your website. You can buy you it on my website it. or Advanced Vapor Westerville. West Westerville. Five three six South State Street, Westerville, Ohio. Oh, you're trying to plug your store too? I'm trying to get it in there. I have it on my. Do shelves. You sell that thing. No, that, that so you sell it just there? like this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and what's the price of this on your shelves, Jared? I'd have to look that up off the top of my I head. Think, I, can't remember I think MSRP at. is forty to forty-five dollars for I'm, that bag. I'm the same price as your of as your website. Forty bucks. So how much in that volcano he just loaded with that bag? Oh like my! How God. many of Very those could you get in there? Amount. Oh my! A he lot. put probably two tenths of one gram in there. Okay, so for seventy-five, you said seventy-five bucks. No, Ish. that's a seven-gram bag for forty dollars. Oh, forty. Okay. Oh so, yeah. <laughs> I get a lot of smoke out of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Tons. Now, what is a dose? Now, we we just is it one bag would be a dose or what? Or it, that I'm would sure be a very depends. big dose uh, if you took that one bag. So I think the way studies have come out, and, and you know, there's still a lot of. Um, uh, negative stigma associated with the education behind CBD and cannabis research. But what a lot of medical institutions that are leading the forefront of this have said, you know, a recommended adult daily dose for CBD would be 10 to 12 milligrams. Um, and so you can take the percentage of CBD that's on that bag. What does it say? 
12.62. We'll move that decimal point over one place to the right, and then we know how many milligrams there are per gram. So there's 126 milligrams per gram of flour in that bag. So we all just took a real nice healthy dose by taking one puff of that. We all easily took in that 10 milligrams. If I'm doing my math right, yeah. Um, So if there's 126 milligrams per gram and he put two-tenths or three-tenths of that gram in there, uh, you know, we we all got a nice nice little chunk of it. But we can all feel it, right? We all took one hit. You can... Uh, I can. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, right. it is calming. Right. I mean, and it's way different than you taking your like drops. Any liquid. Resistant. Never. Okay. Not and, like any and liquid that's I've something ever else about the product no. we provide as well, right? And it's instant. Instantaneous. Instant. And, yeah. and it's incredibly, incredibly more uh, priced more obtainably for for the end user for the consumer and that's what we're looking to well, do that we're looking is one to help thing people. that i was that, that i found wonderful oh, about yes, this please. is like you said we have bottles there and it's not like i'm making i'm getting rich off of it right and you know i mean it's over a hundred dollars a bottle and Easily. it's just and and you have to, when somebody comes in and they're they have ailments that they've been told or believe they're going to help out there and they spend over $100 with me. And they don't get the relief they need. Yeah. And they come back in, they're dissatisfied. Let's talk about myself, right? I've suffered with anxiety for years, ever since I was a little kid. On tons of different pharmaceuticals, tons of different prescriptions. Never found anything. So let me ask you then. Yeah. What, are the, what have you tried for your anxiety? Oh, my gosh. Like I, Boost I, Bar I, and Yeah, and I stopped taking pills when I was Xanax like 17 or 18. All the, all the biggies. Uh, yeah. You can keep going down the list. Zoloft I, is another one. Sort yep, of type for sure. I definitely there. took yeah. that. Um you know, at the time when I was younger, I used THC-rich cannabis to cope with that. And as the years have gone on and the cannabis has gotten stronger, instead of subsiding my anxiety, it's made it worse. Well, it creates its own need. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it complete has the opposite effect. Now when I find myself having an onset of an anxiety attack, being a little anxious, being a little stressed out, I can literally do what we just did. I can pull out one of our pre-rolled joints. I can take four to five puffs of it and literally watch my anxiety wash away. And it's instantaneous. So let's talk about someone who is debilitated by anxiety in their daily life. Let's talk about somebody who has a fear of going outside sometimes or there's too many people at the grocery store for them to go shopping. And they start having that anxiety attack. They found that CBD works for them. But buying one of those $100 bottles of tincture and then trying to take it in the midst of an anxiety attack, it's got to process all the way through their system. It could be 30, 45 minutes, an hour before that oil processes through and then they're only getting a 30 to 40% absorption rate. Well, and if you're... The drugs I mentioned, I mean, those are big boy drugs. I mean, oh, yeah. those are those oh, yeah. are very addictive. Or Boost Bar may be the the least addictive of all of them, and, right. and maybe the the Zoloft. But you know, you're not going to get any value out of that for at least thirty days or forty five days. Exactly, and a lot of them have really negative, horrible side, side, effects. Huge side effects. You get you gain weight, yep. or you have yep. other depression issues that happen, right. and, or you don't. And feel you have any- to match it to your body's chemistry too. Right. So or you, you don't might, feel might not anything. even work. Yeah, and 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 I guess here, this did not. I would think that this is significantly less detrimental as a side effect from the, side effect. The only side effect that I ever tell our consumers that they're going to have is they're going to go to sleep a little bit earlier than they would have. Literally. That, that might be impossible. I mean, uh, for you, for me, I go to sleep I would, pretty, I'm just kidding. You don't yeah. sleep that well. Bed before 10. I sleep early. Well, oh, yeah. Bed you, after the early bird special. 
Uh, it depends on if I have my kids or not. But okay. If I don't have kids, and as soon as I can go to sleep. But do you others. feel like it would it it helps with a a, a sleep that's you know oh an eight gosh. hour sleep? Oh my gosh, yeah. And that's See, one that's of the what biggest you struggle. You get up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's one of the biggest things that I struggled with was Three, not four. not just falling asleep, but staying asleep, waking up 10, yeah, 12, 15 times a night. Stress. Yeah. Our stress yeah. wakes us up. Our that's stress wakes it up. Now there's there's see I go to bed early now, so I'm I'm probably getting six hours of sleep, which is um, six which to is, eight. Yeah, maybe. Um, but it, it, can I say it's restful? I'm not necessarily waking up. It's not uninterrupted though. But if I do, it's, it's done. You can't go back to sleep. The brain turns on. Right. It is done. Now, some of that is my own fault. Some of that I've, I've done to myself because if you start, I, I do believe that we have flip the phone on, turn yeah, on the blue exactly. light, yeah. then you're up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll tell you this. Um, you know, with the last year plus being in business with this company, having access to a lot of high quality CBD products, not only my own, but samples because we distribute a lot of products as well. So people send me samples all the time. I'm forever trying different types of gummies and tinctures and all of that. Uh, I find that I've slept better in the last year than I have for the last 32 years of my life. Um, you know, the only time I slept better was when I was a baby. Um, I also find that um, not only do I not have interrupted sleep anymore, when I do, I have the necessary means to put myself right back to sleep, right? So I've, it, and I found that, uh, you know, and with CBD and sleep, it's different for every person. There are certain people who could take the CBD and then miss the window, right? You eat a couple gummies, they kick in 30 minutes later or so, but you still have a couple things to do with the kids. And then you might've missed that window where you got extra tired and then you've pushed through it and now you're awake again. The flower is so much easier to use and to dose with because it's like, oh, I'm about to go to sleep. Everything's done five minutes before bed. I'm going to take three or four hits off my pre-roll and I'm going to go to sleep. And we put it in a resealable tube in a resealable bag. So it doesn't smell, doesn't stink once you've resealed it. You wake up in the middle of the night and happen to Grab another three or four hits and watch your ass on, fall just right back asleep. Smoking a doobie over That's here. Right. No big deal. So tell me this. If I'm, let's say I work for a trucking company and I'm regularly drug tested. Yep. What if I'm using this product? Uh, you might fail a drug test, okay. but that's for a number of different factors, right? And so that's part of what I was talking about with testing earlier. We're battling education from multiple different forefronts here. And a lot of it has to do with testing, not only field testing, police testing, but on the drug testing side as well, right? A lot of government workers, truckers, uh, people that are in high-risk jobs uh, that that are drug tested randomly, um, I would not recommend using the CBD rich hemp flower until you've talked to your HR department and figured out what type of test they're administering. So what we found out through this, through trial and error, through talking with friends and colleagues and, and even clients and customers um, – there are a lot of drug tests that are on the market that are cheap for employment, uh, places of employment to purchase, mm -hmm. HRs to purchase. Uh, and at some point in time, the way that quote unquote testing happened, they changed the labeling. So they used to test you for THC and the rest of the panels, cocaine and opiates <laughs> and all of these things, right? At some point, it became cheaper to test for cannabinoids on a whole. And mm. just label it as THC. Mm. So you see what are called a lot of false positives. And mm. then now we're seeing a lot of people go back to HR before losing their jobs. HR comes to them, hey, here's your random test. Oh, well, hey, just to let you know, I'm using these CBD products. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's cool. You're okay to use CBD. Please take the drug test. Oh, well, you failed for THC. Well, I'm not using any THC. I'm only using CBD isolate. There is no THC in it. I'm not even using hemp flower. Well, you still failed. Can I have a confirmational test, please? Can you please show me that you're actually testing my urine or my saliva sample or my hair sample for THC specifically? 
And a lot of new testing is coming out through these drug testing companies. But what we found is a lot of these companies were getting away with these false positives and people yeah. were losing their jobs you know, for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's still uh, what, do, what do they have to put on it? Point three. Point three. Three so tenths still of one percent. There is. And, and that's exactly. And that's for yeah. bioavailability as well. Right. You know, um, full spectrum products, as they're called, that have all of the cannabinoids in them, including THC, those are the most bioavailable for your body. I don't like to use this term, but it has what's called the entourage effect. You know, one <laughs> helps the other, helps the other, helps the other. I mean, we have an endocannabinoid system in our body. We have CBD and THC and CBG receptors, and we even make and emit little amounts of it as well, and it wants more of it. So a little bit goes a long way. Um, that being said, our balm is incredibly effective. We have no need to put any THC in that product at all, yeah. not even federally compliant amounts, just because it's not needed. Um, is it a balm? Like, is it a lotion? Is it it's a, a, it's a thicker beeswax, coconut oil uh, type consistency. It's um, magic. It, it's it's magic. Just open. I can't open it up. Yeah, open it up. Your gravy. Um, so what we found with it's tamper evidence sealed with that shrink band on there. Yeah. Now it's, I have it's, found it's, that it's, some it's, of the paper yeah, protecting itself from, from me too from Mako that I look on the THC lines and some of them are like point zero 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 nine four non detectable right yeah so some of our with your scanning we've got one customer she comes in worried about her her job and she will scan each product until she finds one that has the lowest amount yep. And then she's like, I'll take this, which once again, a great yeah, tool to know exactly what's in the bag. Right. Me personally, I feel safer with your product and the flower product because I feel that I know what it is. Right. I know where it has come from. I can read the full testing that's going through on it. I know that it hasn't been monkeyed with. Right. It is what it is. It's plain and simple yep. as that. I've also found that I love the way this tastes. Oh, when, you vape, when you vape that product right wow. there. Does it? It tastes different when you burn it, though, right? Yes. Yeah. It's hard, sure. a little bit harsher. Yeah, it's got a little bit more throat hit to it. Um, yeah. The terpenes, uh, and terpenes are, you know, a technical scientific word for flavor, flavor. right? Uh, and they are brought out much more. It's a much more floral, botanical gotcha. style smell uh, that comes out. That topical pain bomb, like Emily said, uh, you know, and this is just from, from personal reports, not only myself, my mother uses it, my 10-year-old daughter uses it, uh, my grandmother uses it, my dad uses it. My friends use it. Uh, you know, my mom uses it on her arthritis. I use it on my neck after I've worked on the computer for too long. Uh, my daughter's growing like a weed. She grew two and a half inches in two months. Yeah, I mean, just like sprouting up. So she literally has growth pains in, in her joints, in her arms. So she'll, she's got her own little jar. She spreads it on there. Um, hiking you know, hands. Ha hiking hands. It oh, works, as, it works as a wonderful moisturizer. Emily and I have been using it to spot treat acne. Um, really my daughter has, yeah, you'll have baby hands. Uh, I, I don't mean to just, no, dip in, dude, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, most dermatological conditions that you're going to come across. Uh, my daughter has eczema from time to time. That's what she uses to treat it. Anti-inflammatory. Uh, yeah. It, CBD is my the number one too. natural anti-inflammatory out there. Um, hmm. in addition, you know, the seven ingredients that are in there that you can read all of them and they're all organic. Uh, would be medicinally beneficial as a bomb themselves and adding a thousand milligrams of CBD into it, one solid gram worth of there CBD isolate in, in there, there goes a long way. Yeah, rub it on the knee. I have a torn ACL, shorted a huge jump when I still lived in Colorado and I was snowboarding, thought it was a 10-footer and it was a 15 and I just crushed everything into my knee. And I, when I have flare-ups, when my, when my ACL hurts, that's what I go to. 
right, let me. One thing you you also brought up, and this is nothing I like about your company. You brought up your daughter. Yeah. And it's you have a partner, but your families are in this business. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Both my parents uh, work with me now. They both recently retired. Uh, You know, my dad was in sales for 40 or 50 years. My mom was in public relations and marketing. And I kind of both brought both of them out of retirement. So now my dad handles all of our outside sales on the road. Uh, My mom helps with uh, old school, authentic style marketing and PR that she's used to. We have Emily here to handle all of the new age uh, which Emily hasn't said much, but we do have to say that I, I've, I've enjoyed meeting Emily. I've enjoyed a lot of our conversations that we've had. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, you, you word things exactly the way they need to be in an understandable way. Uh, and I thank you for coming down. It's been great. Yeah, we may, we may have to, we may have to borrow her a little bit. I, I, I think you know. that you can't borrow her for too long. <laughs> well, you can, I mean, you won't know. Oh shit. <laughs> no, but we've been sitting down here. We did so, a, we did a video, and uh, we were all talking, and it was just it was it was great working with with these two today. Yeah. I mean, it was it was really I've learned a lot. That's yeah, gonna, I, I, I'm going to give this stuff a try. I'm going to uh, I'm going to give it like is there? I mean, I know there's instant effects. What do we but I just think, smoke? The Hawaiian haze. Hawaiian haze. So it's a sativa sativa dominant strain. Oh, yeah, we whatever didn't smoke. they call it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a, it's much different, right? Just like we talked about Granny heating it up in her toaster oven so that it's yeah. active. We heated it a little bit past active so that it created a vapor off of the CBD that was in there without physically burning the plant material. Gotcha. So when John's done filling up that bag, if he brings over the little container, you can look in there and it'll look exactly like it did before, just a little ground up and a little bit more of a tan shade because it's mm. been heated up to activation and a little bit past it. We're not actually combusting it, though. And we're not gotcha. getting all of it. So you can save that in 100%. a mason jar yep. and then use that. Now that's been carbonated. Decarboxylated. De- I mean, decarboxylated. Yep. De- decarboxylated. Boxylated. Yep. Then you could Decarbed, use that. Decarbed, in, for sure. In, in, you could make a butter out of it. You could make that, oil okay. out of it. You, that could, okay. you, could, you could put right on into your a He's mix 100% on point. That is the best way for Granny to do it. Get Granny a vaporizer at Advanced Vapor in Westerville. What's right? that run for one of those bad boys? I have I have a variance of different ones. This one right here is a uh, what's what's our price on that, John? Do you remember? No, no, that's for the big that's dog. That's the digital. That, that, that one right there, I think it's oh, like $7.99. No, 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 it's, no, it's like, that one's like $400. Yeah, they're German-made, highly quality engineers. Now, so. I have other devices that could be used that for are small sure. and more portable from $65, $100. There, mm. There'll be multiple different devices. We would have to, once again, go over and talk with the consumer and see what is going to get their needs taken care of. And I mean, no matter what, I mean, I like I've told people before, I got something for fifteen dollars to seven hundred dollars. Yep. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean that the seven hundred dollars is maybe you'll come in wanting a seven hundred dollar item, and then once I find out what you're looking to use it for and how you're looking to use it, I'll be like, no, I'll sell you that. But I've got something over here for sixty dollars that's going to yeah, cover yeah, everything. I mean, you're that device right there that we're using doubles as an aromatherapy application device as well. Oh, you need you, a seven ninety nine one, man. That's what you need. I mean, I, this, the seven ninety nine one just watching is, John is there, digital like, and tailorable. Cool. John, John's the using the analog bedazzled. one. It's like the bedazzled. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the Storks and Bickle classic. Yeah, the classic. There you go. The digital is really nice. You can dial it all the way in as opposed to turning the dial on. This one physically, but um, you know, like I said, if you got Granny the vaporizer, the the volcano, bought her a bag of hemp flour, then she could vaporize it all, and everything that she took out afterwards that was done, she could save all of that, and that would be the most optimal thing for her to put into her baking recipes. Gotcha. Now you didn't buy the uh, the cheap Instapot. You got the big Instapot, didn't you? You got the twelve quart, not I the eight. I didn't know they had a twelve. I thought it was eight or something smaller, but I got the I biggest I, one. 
Ugh, maybe it was maybe, maybe 10 and 12 or middle. 8 and 10. It was like 6 and 8, I think. I got the small one. I think I got the daddy. I don't know. You got to get the biggest. Yeah. The, the big one. I think they called it Hawaiian Haze or something. The big one's got a, an air fryer attachment that you can add the on the top The newest one's yeah. yeah. Now, uh, see, yeah. now on this device here, too, it will pay for itself oh whenever you're using it because what you would smoke in one of the pre-rolls, you will get times, and I'm, I'm going to say eight times eight. I was about to say amount, ten. ten. Ten to eight. I, was yeah, gonna, I didn't I want mean, to go too high. You get it, like It takes your $12 times. pre-roll that you would normally puff on three to five, five to seven times, and you're easily going to get ten to twelve uses out of Easy. it. I mean, we filled up the bag three times off two-tenths of one gram, and there's 1.1 to 1.2 grams in every pre-roll. So you do the math on it. I mean... <laughs> Check me for HGN. <laughs> I don't have a stimulus, but... I'll just use your Your eyes are jumping. Interesting. It, did you know? Is that why you asked me that? Can yeah, I was see? curious if it if it caused they, nystagmus. They can you see? What, you see what I'm talking about? Yeah, I did. Get a pen. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Get, 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 get a pen. I got a pen right over there. We people still write. We still write. <laughs> we still write. This. That's an HDMI <laughs> cable. Nobody's, <laughs> nobody's got. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or he's got. A nobody's got a pen. You Watch gave his him the pre-roll too. There you go. That's what we need. Use this joint right here. So we're doing we're doing a nystagmus test on Steve. Bill's doing it. The maximum deviation. This is this is not medically certified, by the way. You see what I'm talking about? Do you see his eyes? He looks way more focused than he did 20 minutes ago. You see that? You see him pulsing? Yeah. Yeah, you got a little, uh, yeah, a little nystagmus. Not as crazy as I've seen in some videos where it's somebody's just wasted bad, out of their gourd, there. but it's, it's there for sure. Interesting. You, you must have taken that pill you've been marketing. That I don't know. The this is the nystagmus. This is it. You found it. So here it is. You found it. This is it. I mean, I, 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 see, you're going to be a millionaire, and you didn't even know why. Wow. Because I knew I came here for a reason. Like, let's say what we're testing for is something called horizontal gaze nystagmus, which is a condition in your eyes that causes them to uh, sort of flutter, flutter or not follow a stimulus smoothly. And they, when you're when you're pulled over on the side of the road, and you see or you see somebody pulled over on the side of the road, and you see a cop with a pen doing that stuff, right. Um, everybody always asks us, well, I, I know I passed that one. And I'm just like, no, you don't. Nobody passed it. No, well, you don't know. It's, it's, it's involuntary. Right. And, and what it does is it, it, alcohol, among maybe other things, causes this condition in your eyes. So a good uh, trained police officer with experience, that's about as close as any field sobriety test, to the extent that is one, will get to being accurate, I guess, if you correlate it to a breath test. Like, the good cops will tell you within a certain... Uh, Better than ABCs backwards or oh, walking yeah. the line. By, 70, by a huge 77%. margin. 77%. If they do it correctly, there's a 77... This is what the book tells That's what the government says. There's a 77% chance you would blow 0.1 or higher on a breath test. Wow. So, I wanted to create something called a nystagmus pill. So when the cop pulls you over and let's say maybe you've had too much to drink, maybe you haven't, who knows, and he asks you, have you taken any medication or anything else? You're like, no, nah, I mean, just something my buddy gave me, this pill, you know, they said it's nystagmus? It causes nystagmus. something like nystag something. Do you know Nystag what that is? Nystagmus. Oh, nystagmus. Yeah, So because it, it mimics the, what alcohol does, obviously. Yeah. So now I'm just going to say, no, I've just been using hemp. But that's odd. It's odd from what you're doing there because I don't know that cannabis – should be triggered or able to be noticed in the horizontal gaze. Well, it's not cannabis. It is. It's not THC, I guess. Hybridized, yeah. hybridized cannabis. So I, I don't know. That's it. That's interesting. I, I've never read anything. In they vertical, do a vertical, yeah. vertical nystagmus, there's, I think, some talk that you can see impairment by THC, but I didn't know. Horizontal, no. Who at this table on these microphones has you, has everybody smoked weed before or THC-rich cannabis? 
I'm going to. Uh, I didn't remain. inhale. Okay, you're going to refrain as well. I'm just wondering if if the yes. CBD was a new experience for anybody, and if it was totally new for me because I've had CBD products and I was, you know, I listened to the different podcasts and I've done reading where I'm like, wow, this might be great because I struggle with anxiety, stress, all that sure. stuff too. It might be a great alternative. So I would I would go on Amazon or something, or then I ended up getting some from him, and it was liquid. Right. And I'm not saying it was bad. It just it you wasn't. Just couldn't tell the effect. It wasn't that. Now, look, can I yeah. ask you this? Do you, do you feel quote unquote high no. or inebriated no. or encumbered or no fuzzy or any of that? I the only feeling I had, I had some warmth. Ooh, okay. And uh, and just it, it did really. And she pointed out, she's like, "Wow, you guys are all sort of leaned up in your microphones, and all three of you sort yeah. of calmed down." We all just sort of went back. Yep. Um, but I didn't. I don't feel like I'm not thinking clearly or hazy or high or anything like so that. So you could no. You feel you could comfortably go operate? Absolutely. Cool. One hundred percent. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I don't wonderful. feel that at all. No. no. I, I wonder. You know, I play music. I play classical guitar. I had no I, idea. I wonder how this would uh, this would work, or even going to if you're going to go to court. Right? We were just talking about this the other day. We we're talking about stage fright, and I suffer from it when it comes to that stuff. And uh, I wonder how that would anti anxiety focus. Maybe. We our facility. We're very fortunate to be in a building with like something like eighty to a hundred other artists. It's a huge mixed use building in Indianapolis. And I once again invite you guys to come and check it out. Uh, we have the largest First Friday Art Walk in our building. It's phenomenal. Uh, places called Circle City Industrial Complex. We host the indoor winter farmers market there as well uh, every Saturday that we have a booth at. Um, but, you know, we have a lot of artists that will come to us in the midst of a deadline or a project or before First Fridays. And they're like, can I get a pre-roll? So they'll stop by the booth in the Saturday morning and grab one and then go work 12 or 14 hours on a piece. Literally focused completely yeah. out. Like Jared mentioned, you know, he hates doing his paperwork for work like most business owners. I hate doing the paperwork as well. I know my partner does. Uh, I know you guys, being attorneys, probably hate paperwork just like cops do as well. They hate paperwork yeah. too. But here's Jared over here halfway through his paperwork, like, I didn't even notice I'm doing it. Well, uh, and that was what got me. I was like, because I was like, oh, I'll try this out. Yeah, yeah. And, but then when I was doing it, and then at one point I kind of looked back and I saw how my papers were all lined up, organized, and how was, in the zone you like, were. I was like, now is this a placebo? Or yeah, right, is this right. really, did this, <laughs> no. did this, did this have a part of how I'm able yeah, to get things together? In, in my personal opinion. As is. I sit here now and was talking, I am more opt, I'm better listener right now. You know, I, I'm, I'm more instead of me thinking of the thing I'm going to say, I was listening. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's yeah. what I, I think if society was more like that, we would <laughs> right. be way, way more advanced right, right now if everybody was a little bit of a better listener. Yeah. 100%. So I have a kind of off-topic question. Go shoot. Mako Left Hemp field. Company. How'd you yeah. come up? Did you come up with the name Mako? Oh, dude, great story, right? So me and the partner sat around two weeks straight. Each one of us wrote down over a hundred names on notebook really? paper, literally trying to come up, branding everything. All right, all right, let's sit around for our meeting this week. What do you got? What do you got? Let's go to town. Type in the first one. Fuck, that's a company. Damn it, that one's taken. We know this. Damn it, that one's yeah, taken I too. Pain. I mean, literally, yeah. we went through like three hundred plus names. And then one of my partners was like, all right, I'm going a completely different route. And uh, he started looking in other languages. Uh, so, oh, okay. yeah, Mako in Maori, which is like the islander, the the tribe the tribe from New Zealand. Okay. Uh, it means shark. Oh, That's why sweet. you have Mako sharks. Uh, oh, okay. Yep, all right. Yep. That makes sense. And, uh, I like that. Yeah, you know, we incorporate our graphics designer incorporated the, the little... I like that there's a story leaf. behind it. For sure. You know, I, I think it's that's... not the best story, but, you <laughs> not know. Not the worst. No. Yeah. Uh, but we wanted something catchy. We wanted something that was uh, pretty short and sweet, uh, yeah. easy to brand with. Um, it's 
and I don't know, it's palatable on your tongue. <laughs> yeah, it's Mako. good. I think it works. Mako. Uh-oh. Yeah. I like to rhyme Better call things. Mako. Yeah. Mako, the paint thing? Yeah. Hey, man, they'll hemp you out, bro. Hemp you out. They'll hemp they, you they out. Will, they will hemp you out. Yeah. Are you going to pick up an order here? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I, I think I'm just going to send everybody home with some pre-rolls and some product. You can try it the next time we all meet up, then we can have some more honest feedback once we're out yeah. of the room and yeah. try it in a couple different forms because we've been vaporizing it, right? This is And this is a first for me, too, using a, a, a high-end, uh, you know, dry herb vaporizer style like the Volcano. Used them plenty of times before, but not with my own product, uh, and it's fabulous. I mean, so when is, you do it, do you normally just use a pre-roll? I do, yeah. Okay. They are the easiest. I mean, that's why we make them is for convenience. Okay. Uh, you know, even in the in the in my prior formidable years as a teenager smoking THC-rich cannabis, you know, it used to be fun to roll joints. Then it just became cumbersome. Yeah. And then it just became a, a, a bitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and now that they're rolled up and easy to use and in a resealable bag, in a resealable tube is the best part, right? I mean— you know, before we got on the air, I ran outside, uh, you know, fired one up, took four or five hits out of it, clicked it back in the tube, zipped it back in the bag. Uh, you know, no one else around was able to smell it. No one knew what I was doing. They don't need to know, right? I mean, it's... Gotcha. And it's going to be things. kind of up to, you, to to your choice. Once right. again, I mean, I've got a small device that wouldn't have to set up a big bag there for your family. I've got a small one that you could utilize. I mean, that's that. what the Volcano's for. It's for sharing. Yeah. That's why they make yes. it. You can make the bag any size. I mean, yeah. you can adapt it and put a 55-gallon trash bag on the end of that thing and really <laughs> fill it up if you wanted to. Uh, but you can pass yeah. around the circle. But there's handheld personal ones, like Jared said, you know, as cheap as 50, 60 bucks. You can be into one of these little devices and not be combusting the flower, but still yeah. vaporizing the THC off of it. And then do you have the same thing you'd see in like a like a medical marijuana shop like or a medical THC cannabis shop? Sure. Sorry, I didn't you can call it that. There's you can use it that way. Right? But is it like for sleep for like like this one's called lifter? Yeah. Don't that, confuse the name. The lifter will put you right to bed. Oh, okay. Yep. So, what, so is uh, it all what, yeah, more go, directed towards sleep and anxiety? So that's the kicker, right? CBD on a whole is geared towards that with okay. your body and your makeup. Gotcha. The majority of what you take is going to rest, relax you, uh, eat in anxiety. Is the, is the names and the different flavors or are they? So some of them are pioneer genetics by companies like Oregon CBD and the Stanley Brothers. Some of these gentlemen were at the forefront of, um, you know, the hybridization projects that were happening with the hemp and the cannabis. Uh, some of them are names that were made up just like Snicklefritz, right? right. Or <laughs> a, right. any other uh, name of THC-rich cannabis that you've seen have been like Bill's blue what like yeah. what is this somebody yeah. made this name up right. uh you know they're just trying to call it their own strain i mean we've seen plenty of celebrities and rappers come out and endorse their right. own strain of cannabis that yeah. they had uh and then when you look up the the genus behind it and the parents and the phenotypes of that you find out that it really is just star dog or chem yeah. dog right. or right. some other notarial strain so yeah. um you know that's something else too we get presented with tons of flour all the time uh, you know, for every hundred batches of flour that we're presented, we might pick one of them up. Oh, Most really? people do not pass muster for our QC. Like Jared said, I come from a long line of manufacturing e-liquid. Um, and then prior to being in the vape industry and running and building retail stores, and then we met through the wholesale distribution side. Uh, you know, I used to be one of the largest suppliers of products to the vapor stores. Uh, and then I took that and scaled into large-scale manufacturing and, um, you know, was – uh, played part and helped build the single largest e-liquid manufacturing that the state of Indiana has ever seen. Um, and so I took everything that I learned there through quality control and actually going through real FDA regulations, 
uh, building clean rooms, uh, you know, going through batch labeling processes, tamper evident, child resistant packaging, uh, and taking all of that. I, I geared all of that towards my hemp flower and the same with how we procure that product as well. You know, I lived in Colorado for many years as well. Uh, worked in the medical marijuana industry during its inception through 2009, 2010, 2011, um, and was kind of at the forefront of that when it was still kind of the Wild West and stuff. So I took a lot of what I learned there uh, and put that towards our procurement process as well. So like I said, yeah, if we get presented with 100 different batches of flour from 100 different farms, we might pick one of them if we're lucky. Most people do not pass taste, test, quality, uh, you know, we didn't like what their facility looked like. They maybe didn't have drying on site. You know, that's one of the big things about this, this quote unquote green rush that's happening again, right? That first green rush has went through California and into Colorado and what's happened in their medical markets into recreation. Now with the hemp being federally legal, you know, there's another green rush, if you want to call it that, that's upon us. And a lot of these people are getting into it. But they're not doing everything right. You know, they might have a huge farm. They might go and try to plant 10,000 plants. And then you go to the farm. And they're like, yep, we're about to harvest this all next week. And it's like, cool, where's it going? Where are you putting this? I don't see a pole barn around here. I don't see anywhere. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, we were hoping you could help us with that. And it's like, all right, have a nice day. Yeah. See right, I'm, I'm getting back in my car and driving away because it's yeah. like, you know, um, we worked with a farm, uh, one in Virginia and another one in North Carolina. And. Uh, we thought they had everything in the in the row, and then they sent us pictures of the product after it had been harvested, and it was all stacked in a pile on a tarp inside of a barn. It's and it's and it's like no, no. Where we got a friend uh, that does all of our isolate production for our Mako bomb, so we're zero waste on that. So anything we trim off the flower, we send to an extraction facility, and they make us our own CBD isolate out of all of our flower uh, that we wow. then use to put back into our pain bomb. That gentleman himself grows amazing hemp. Uh, and one of the things he prided himself on was once those plants were cut from the ground, they never touched the ground again. So he literally went over off of every little three branch stem or whatever, hand cut them, two hands, one piece per hand and went over to the drying racks and hung them. Um, and then they came down and they were hand QC'd and hand trimmed, um, you know, and it's that type of product that we're looking for. Small batch, done well. Uh, grown right. These people know what curing means. They know how to flush their plants. They, they're they not feeding them horrible things. Um, we're looking for a lot of organic production as well, too. You know what, you know what we need to get into? What? We need to turn this into a commodity. This? We need to start buying futures. That's already out there. Oh, there you go. And, uh, and then resell them. Maybe that's what we need to do. So you're saying they're out there? They're out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. That's gonna that, if it's not traded yet, I bet it, it's gonna be just like orange juice and pork yep. bellies. Well, that's the thing too. And you know, I tell a lot of people that uh, we get approached by a lot of people that want to do white label or or make their own because they think that they can do it right. You know, I have years of experience in manufacturing and a huge passion behind what I do, which is you know I took a lot of what I knew and what I cared about and put it together, and now I'm in business for myself. A lot of people think that there's easy money in what we do, and yeah, sure, you can do it yourself. Are you going to be doing it right? Are you covering all your bases? Are you going to be able to stand the test of time? And um, Well, no, you – I mean, look, I, I, I know we just – I deal with this with clients all the time. I mean, you're passionate about what you do and what you – how you get this product to this bag at this time. And, and you not only know it, but uh, you care. And that's a huge thing. You're not going to get that in the, in the huge uh, or the big markets where you're just buying online somewhere that you don't know. I mean – there's a difference. There's gonna. This is a unique. Cheer that. Trying yeah. to get this lid off. It's gonna squeeze right here. Yeah, that's that pop seal. 
Yeah. yeah there, there's a, there's a unique, there's always a niche for the best. You know, there's always, there's always room for somebody who does what they do very, very well. And, and it's, I think that's just true across the board. I mean, you may not, you may not be able to compete with the people selling it at, at, CBS in mass quantities, but who I wants don't want that? to. Yeah, no, yeah. it's yeah. not your. You it's not to. what I'm in business for. Yeah, this, it's like gotta, I had this image of what beer was when I was younger, and then right. I started drinking people that really cared about making beer, and it's like it's night and day. Yep. Yeah. Same yeah. with coffee. Oh, I agree. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. I wasn't even that big of a coffee drinker, and then somebody gave me this real a dark real cup of coffee espresso. <laughs> oh, and now I've got this yeah, traditional macchiato thing going. Where they put a little float of foam on top of my two espresso shots, dude, it's heaven. You, you need to switch to Maxwell House Dark. Jesus, I love oh. Maxwell House Dark Silk. <laughs> That's like the the key I is like putting a little a little scoop of cinnamon in with that with that Folgers that Maxwell House. It'll make it taste gourmet. Just a little well, little. Just, like you said before, that you could put the coconut the coconut oil product you guys have. Oh yeah, you could put that right in the coffee and make yeah. your own little CBD bullet coffee right there. Yeah. For sure. Interesting. Yeah. I think we got lots more to do. What's uh, what's the plan? We need to do a follow up so we can all maybe do like a, uh, you know, two or three or four. Weeks I'd love or to try the months. coffee too. I can come back. Oh yeah, well, as long as you yeah. Can yeah. Emily come? Can Emily come back? As long as you bring yeah. Emily yeah. and you bring more of this stuff. <laughs> I all think right. you need a show. That's what I think you need. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna do a, a CBD and hemp podcast. Yeah, you might need that. Yeah, I'm down. I got lots of people in the industry that would love to come on. I would like to get Dan Buckley and see if we couldn't go up, stay a night in in Indiana, go to your farmer's market, walk through, talk to some other people, let people know what's going on out there. Maybe I can uh, talk to the market manager, and you guys can be recording right there during the farmers market. Yeah, sounds like a sounds like a Channel Five Eleven project to me. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's a good thing we don't have down. any. <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll bring more flour. I'll try to bring Emily. I'll I'll bring another like minded guest with me as well. What do you guys want to talk to a farmer next? You want to talk to? I would a love to talk no, to I'll, a farmer. I'll, I'll say this. Here's what we need. Here's where we need to go with this. If we're gonna talk to a farmer, we need to talk to a farmer that is a believer in global warming. Climate change? Climate change. One for it or against it? Believer that, Believer, it, that it's yeah. happening. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because we have somebody that that wants to refute that. So if we could find somebody, we could have a little debate. What do you think? No, on that. Sounds there like was, a heated there, podcast. There, there, no, there was multiple we like heat, that we could have yeah. done here. Yeah. We can chill everybody out with the product. There here. you go, right? It's, you guys bring the heat, I'll bring down, the CBD. Dude. But that's one of those issues we're talking about. It doesn't have to be heated. It just can be a well, casual discussion. What's not going to be heated if he's here? Well, right. it can just you be a make casual issue. Yeah. Yeah. We've got every Mako product they make around here. There was multiple discussions as we were doing the lighting and focus of the cameras between Emily and Steve that were very – I was like, man, that was that was a show. Dan well, even said it. They need to have their own like, podcast together. They, they yeah. definitely do. And it was good because you guys really weren't that far off on many things, but you guys were both listening to each other and respecting the oh, other guys' Did you guys get into politics? No. Well, not a little psychology. Yeah. Yeah. Psychology, like life views. lessons. There views. was politics involved in all I of those. I got a lot of student yes. loans, Palmer. We need all to vote for Bernie, I guess. It'll be free that way. It's easy. Yeah. <laughs> all, yeah, CBD will be free, too. <sighs> a, a, topic, no, no. a topic for another day. <laughs> yeah. Let's, no. stay with, let's stay with this beautiful hemp product here. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so what we're going to do, I think you do need a podcast. I think that that should uh, that should probably be part of your okay. uh, your education, because I mean, really, a lot of what you do is I know you're selling and that, that's part of it. But it's not really selling when you really believe it and you know it like you know it and you're educating people. It sort of is yeah. take it or leave it. This is the best of what's out there. So if you need this, I can supply you. I mean, it really is. That's it, it is that simple. And it's I mean, you and Tyler need a podcast. 
said Tyler would be great on a podcast, especially yeah. if you don't have to put him on film. He he goes. He's, he'd he's go your to partner. Town. He is. He'd excel. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's the vapo with Mako? There you go. The, what's the vapo with Mako? Vapo with Mako. I mean, uh, the vape cast. You know, something the... else that would be great for you guys to come out is, uh, you know, we threw the very first hemp smoke out that our city had seen. Now, unfortunately, um, it was a little rushed on the last minute planning. We tried to do it to coincide with our one year, and then I got a couple friends that own a Jamaican restaurant in town. They were having their one-year party, so I was like, yo, let us sponsor it. I'll bring 300 pre-rolls. We'll get everybody blazing hemp in your parking lot. It'll be awesome. <laughs> and then it dumped eight inches of snow on the parking lot. And, uh, and, and it was on a Sunday, too, like uh, two weeks before Christmas, so everyone was busy, busy with work parties and shopping and family in town, and so we didn't get the attendance that we wanted, but we're going to start throwing more of these, so maybe we get you guys to come yeah, out. They, they came in it's town. Last, one. It's Firefest. Fest. They, that's they, they, they came well, Yeah, we'll sell huge that tickets happens. to the Mako They came Fire out Fest. last night. Uh, they stayed the night, and uh, I, I, we went to the show and saw Jason oh, saw Banks. At, Jason was uh, awesome. Oh, yeah. It was a great Funny show. Guy. He's it great, was a man. great show. It really was. Yeah, it's uh, and, and another great podcast. That's the Comedians at South High. That's Jared's other uh, roundtable discussion. So, I mean, series. we can bring Mako on there. I think we would fare very well with Dude, the comedians. You definitely need, yeah, you need to join them. I mean, for I sure. thought I was about to get roasted by a couple of lawyers, but I'll go on comedians on on South High and, and get roasted by a couple. Roasted. Yeah, I'll you're get roasted. Get so roasted. We can be the two token white guys uh-huh. on there getting yeah. roasted. Yeah, you're gonna have a harder time <laughs> on that show than this one. So I, I mean, this might be the official uh, CBD product of the show here, huh? That's it. Make I don't have any others, but this <laughs> one, this one is. Well, the no, no, we do. We have options to have others because I do do sell other products in my store, which I I believe in these people as well. I've looked into their product and gone through with it. Now, I, like I say, I believe in this flower more than I do the tinctures, and and I have been explained to why. Yeah, because of 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 the the time and what you're actually absorbing, what you're not just that. Oh no, go please, Emily. How many people come in? So I actually give my dog the tincture. Um, cause he is high anxiety and I drops him in the water in the morning, like bad. Like I can't bring him to the dog park. Oh my. He's a wild. What kind of dog is it? Oh, go for this story real quick. He's an African village dog. He's from East Africa. Oh, that's Tanzania. awesome. Did um, you have trouble getting him back in the country? Only with the aircraft for the last leg of my flight. Um, we're actually one of the easiest countries to bring dogs into and it was kind of like fate. And how it ended up working out, um, I found him, I was there for three months, I found him two weeks in, so I was able to find vaccinations and his export permit, and when I was trying to get him on my ticket, I was in a cafe, and I was, you know, shoddy Wi-Fi, and I was on my phone trying to, I was going to lose my ticket back, and I was trying to get a ticket on the proper aircraft um, into the States, and... We started looking in the Northeast and then the whole East Coast and then the Midwest and then, you know, out. I was going to have to fly into California, drive cross country back to New York. And um, I was getting my credit card out to pay for the new flight and the phone call dropped. Um, and then I saw a woman walk in with dogs and I looked at her and was like, you're a traveler. I can tell. How have you traveled with these dogs before? I need to know. And she was a boarder there and thought I was a girl who had called her previously in the week and and I don't think she wanted to deal with either of us and so she gave me this girl's number for us to work it out figure it out together and I called her she goes your voice sounds like my voice where are you from she was we were from the same city leaving the what? same yeah <laughs> wow both from Buffalo both in Tanzania God. at the same both time both in Tanzania wow. at the same time flying out the same day both bringing home village Little dogs puppies that we saved wow, wow man Small yeah. world. 
right? So is the name of the dog just because they don't know what it is? I mean, that's what I call him. Cause oh, I found, okay. Cause I, I thought he was an actual name. He, he, he kind of looks like a hyena. Yeah. Oh, so his name is Boda. Boda? Yeah. Boda. And, um, I might be getting a dog. Make a that's a sharp name. Oh, dude, for a dog, for sure. Dude. I will get you a hemp dog collar, yeah. 100 with branded and everything. Make the that's dog. That's like a new level yeah. of sponsorship. And yeah. he can come on the yeah. new podcast. You it's need a great to teach name. him how to yeah. use that. Uh, well, what's the that bag? mean? It means shark. Right. It's a great name for a dog, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, Mako's so, good name. I'm gonna hold yeah. you to that. I was gonna. My family kind of likes Carlos. How but, about your uh, next kid? Uh, I can't have kids anymore. That's what he thinks. So. We need somebody who will, who will pledge a child. Pledge a child. I think, I think there, you're going a little go. far here. To keep it PG-13, I think Jared still has ammunition in the gun, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Wow. <laughs> All right. No well. response? Yeah, there's, there's all. all right. Everybody's just all right. down yeah, no on that. All right, so, yeah. It's, everyone's right. super chill, so chill they didn't want to respond. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. All right. Well, lots of stuff going on here, obviously. We got, uh, we've brought up the Comedians on South High. Jared does this show, the Comedians on South High. You can check out that website where? Comediansonsouthhigh.com. Wow, that's creative. You guys came up <laughs> with a good great. one there. That's awesome. But uh, all that going on here at Channel 511. We are in Studio C, of course talking on the microphones that only sound good because Freddie B is taking care of it up at Studio B. The Berg. That's at The Berg. We got Dwayne Knapper, a friend of the show, been on the show, uh, jamming up at Freddie's studio. They can, uh, they're can they laying down the tracks for his... Uh, Still hoping for June. We're hoping for June to finish the finish the whole album. You know, some artist takes him a year, not at Studio B. Not at Studio B. <laughs> we rock it out in just a couple of months. And only like five sessions, too, because unfortunately the flu has struck. But Yes. Uh, anyway, that's why the sound and the audio is so perfect here at Lawyer Talk is because Freddie B's making it happen. The photographs, all the video you see, that is Dan Buckley at Dan Buckley Photography. Uh, and again, that doesn't happen by accident. You know, he sees stuff. You just you just look at it and he, he says, no, uh, it's not in focus or the color's not right. And you don't even know why, but he's right. If you have more questions about Mako, like to physically see the product, hear more about it, please come to Advanced Vapor Westerville, 536 South State Street, Westerville, Ohio. Stop by. We'll show it to you. You can look at it. They got all these great products here. Now, maybe stop by. I would. I w- definitely would stop by. Except I don't have to. I'll just have you bring yeah, products bring, right here to me, and maybe I'll get a discount. Maybe not. I'll pay. I'll pay full price. Just, just call me back, and and I'll bring products back to the roundtable. Right, it sounds like it sounds like he will hook you up with a discount if you name your man. dog after. Skip the middleman. I'm going right to, to the source. You know, we work with Circle Two Seventy Media. He is a podcast consultant, and of course, he is vital to the team here. Uh, all that happening right here on Lawyer Talk and Channel 511, where we are off the record on the air, this time with vape in hand. And by the way, you can always check that out at Channel 511 on YouTube. And if there's any trouble there, you know what to do. Just go to channel511.com, scroll to the bottom, click on the YouTube icon. It'll take you right there, ring the bell. You'll get notice of all the great content, including Jared's interview here with Ian yep. from Mako. And Ian, where where can we find your stuff? At makohemp.com, M-A-K-O. H-E-M-P. And then our secondary site where we saw all the rest of the third-party products we distribute is MySimpleCBD.com. And I'm sure there you will find all sorts of information about these products. I can't imagine that uh, you wouldn't have lots of uh, good educational material out there. Yep. And, uh, and of course, back to Advanced Vapor. You want to try out these products, and you don't want to drive all the way to Indianapolis. Uh, you get to go right to your local-owned Jared Blinsky Advanced Vapor Westerville and check it out in person tonight. Same price as internet, no shipping. That's right. Yeah. And you can meet the man. 
the yep. man behind well, and you can three get, different you podcasts can get, now. You can get some personal feedback from his employees who I know have tried all of my product. Uh, and I talk and I've engaged with all of them. They all have my phone number if they need to call and ask questions. I mean, we're very open and transparent about that. And even what I wanted to talk about earlier with you guys, you know, you said you've tried some oils. Jared said he's the firmest believer in the flower. And that's not because even if you hadn't met me, even if you hadn't talked, yeah. when you try the two things side by side, like you said, Beard, you're actually you can feel it. Yep. Right. Yep. Everyone here at the table felt what we used. You felt it in a very timely fashion. And it is the most economical way for any consumer to purchase CBD and get it into their system. Yeah, this is the and, and that's a great point. This is the, my first time. It's I think I tried CBD once before. I noticed nothing, no impact, nothing whatsoever. This is I, I there was a, a noticeable change in my being here uh, from in your demeanor and my demeanor. Yeah. So I look, I, I I'm I'm sold. I'm gonna give it a shot for a month when we come we back. Made Steve we'll, a believer. Uh, I'm a believer, man. We made the yeah. beard a believer. We made Steve a believer. Yeah. Jared was already a believer. A believer. Yeah. I think this yeah. is a win. <laughs> this a is win. a win. This is a it's win. Been a great day, no matter what. And if you've had a great time, either listening to this, listening to all the other awesome content, we now have a Patreon account. You believe that, Jeff? People can actually pay and donate money for the cause. That's awesome. Have so, we gotten a dollar yet? I doubt it. <laughs> all right, so somebody, somebody a a be month, the first, all. man. Somebody be somebody the first. Be the first. We're, I mean, and if you're going to do a dollar, you might as well do 10. Well, anybody pay one would pay two. Yeah. Wow. Or we could make a we gotta make a sponsor. We can just put a big Mako table up yeah, in here. I mean, if they were I think sponsors, our podcast we would the, inevitably yeah. get a lot better. If we if we could more get enjoyable, a think clearer. I thought Mako was the official hemp of Lawyer Talk Podcast. You are the official hemp. Oh, okay. This is the first day. Yeah, the official yeah. CBD. Yeah, the official CBD uh, product of Lawyer Talk and Channel Five One One. We probably got some coffee coming too. That'll be available in the marketplace sooner or later. Here, hopefully sooner. And we get probably some, ought to CBD that up, too. Yeah, we'll get some 5.11 CBD coffee in there for sure. Yep, I think we need to make that happen as well. So what just a great Just make day. sure you drink it after 5.11 in, p.m. Yeah, 5.11 p.m., yeah. right? unless you're just I going like to it. work. I like um, that, the 5.11 p.m. coffee. The p.m. Yeah, coffee. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's perfect. That's wonderful. Yeah, we Slice the, the pie the PM. after your meal, cut drink of coffee. Now it's time for the couch. I like pie. And now it's time for... <laughs> Mako. Beard, beard is now the sound effects agent. He is. He's, he's got a lot of them. He's got a lot of them. All right. Well, that has been Lawyer Talk off the record, on the air, smoking, puffing, and vaping CBD. Uh, what a great day. So that is it until I already screwed up the end, didn't I? That's all right. Yeah. Thank you guys for having us on. Thank you for coming. Yeah. We're Very off much the record, on the air until now. <laughs>